It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we attempt to help you slow things down, divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And, of course, uh, many are focused today on vaccines and uh, how we actually continue to combat uh, the pandemic and shorten that cycle and make sure we keep the economy open and rolling and society connected. And we're going to hit all of that as we go through the day today. And as always, we want you to join the conversation, help us elevate and enlighten a little bit. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. And we've got some wonderful guests coming up today. Coming up at 1120, uh, Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee will join us. Uh, a great column uh, done, uh, an in-depth story really from Jennifer Graham at uh, Deseret.com. And the question was how America can restitch the fabric of her frayed community life. And uh, much of uh, her reporting, Jennifer Graham's reporting, uh, centered around the work that Senator Lee has been doing uh, as part of this social capital project, uh, which is uh, uh, part of his uh, duties there in the United States Senate as he runs the Joint Economic Committee. Uh, they've been driving the social capital project. It's uh, done some really great work, some fantastic research. So he will be joining us coming up at 1120 today. You don't want to miss that. Uh, also, it is uh, happy Hanukkah today as we uh, start those eight days. And uh, we are really excited to have uh, joining us today. Uh, Rabbi Avrami Zippel uh, is joining us today. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit uh, coming up at 1135. And uh, I want to dive in now to just how this whole vaccine rollout has been going. There was a fascinating uh, piece done uh, just a couple of days ago uh, from a good friend of mine, Megan McArdle, and uh, she wrote uh, about how the fact that we had this Operation Warp Speed uh, that really drove American businesses to be able to come up with this vaccine at just record time, but how the... Uh, there was an, another part of this, uh, which she called Operation Turtle Speed, in terms of reviewing the results uh, and why that's been a challenge. And it gets into a lot of the regulatory challenges that many businesses face. Uh, so I want to break that down a little bit. But let's start uh, first uh, with Dr. Peter Lurie, a president of the Center for Science in the Public Interest. Uh, and again, part of what we have to make sure we do in having this kind of vaccine, we also have to have public confidence that it is safe, that it is effective, that it will do what it says to it will do, that it will not have uh, other uh, side effects and, and do harm in other ways that we're not aware of. Uh, can't cut corners. That's all important. Uh, here's what Dr. Lurie had to say. The FDA has to decide whether or not to go along with it, which uh, 
I would expect they would because they usually do. Um, at that point, it's up to Pfizer. Um, it, they seem to have the trucks ready to roll. Um, and I think uh, all of us are expecting that they will jump on it very quickly and get the product out as fast as possible. We would expect you know, a favorable vote from the advisory committee next week. Uh, and then the process would begin again, except for Moderna. Okay, so uh, it's really sort of this foregone conclusion uh, because the data has been out there for a while uh, in terms of the results of of these trials, uh, and so this is this is the question that I have: if our if our businesses, if our scientists, uh, if our companies can do something in record time, uh, why does it always take so long? Uh, because you always have to start to question, okay, we want safety, we want security, we want to have trust in whatever's being developed, whether that's a new device or whether that's a new medicine, whatever it might be. Uh, but it seems to me uh, a little interesting that an American company uh, would create the vaccine and yet it would be distributed first in Great Britain and Canada, that their citizens got the benefit of innovation and science and uh, entrepreneurship from America, and we're still waiting. And why is that? And I think a lot of that has to do with the regulatory regime that uh, we have in this country that continues to grow. Uh, now, I'm, I'm all for public safety. I'm all for all of those things. The one thing I know, having studied organizations for two decades, is whenever you have an organization, it tends to expand. And jobs tend to expand to fill time and to create importance. And often that is not at, in the best interest of either the con, uh, the company or the customers. And so you end up with a lot of red tape. You end up with a lot of bureaucracy building. You end up with people building their own kingdoms, uh, protecting things, which all slows down processes and ultimately hurts the customer. Now, the customer in this case happens to be the American people. It's the public. And so as we look at that, there were just some really interesting things. Again, this is from a, uh, a piece by Megan McArdle. And uh, she quoted uh, Marty McCary uh, from John Hopkins University. Uh, he said, quote, the United States had Operation Warp Speed in developing vaccines, but Operation Turtle Speed in reviewing the results. Uh, McCary continued and argued that the review currently underway should have taken hours, not weeks. And so that's my question in all of this. Uh, having dealt with some of those agencies uh, and businesses, Utah businesses, national businesses, international businesses who, who have had to deal with those agencies who are not elected, who are not accountable to the public, uh, often red tape and bureaucracy and overburdensome regulations uh, end up being the result. And I think that's what we have to look at is, are we so, have we built such a bureaucracy that it is actually undermining trust rather than promoting trust? And has it caused us to be so slow in our response that American business can, can innovate and come up with solutions to significant problems like a pandemic in record time, safely? securely, scientifically, and then it gets held up uh, because of regulation or a slow process. Why taking weeks in something that should have been done in days? 
Uh, and so those are the questions that I have is that, you know, we've got to do better in this. And I, I do think one of the legacies and one of the successes of the Trump administration uh, that has not gotten a lot of attention is his rolling back of a, a lot of unnecessary, overburdensome regulation uh, that was both hurting American companies, American businesses, but also American employees and American consumers in many, many ways. Uh, and so getting back to that, I think, is uh, is really critical and really vital. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this continues to play out. I think all these hearings they're having today, everyone has all the data. Everyone knows the answers. Uh, all the scientists have weighed in. Uh, there is no reason to go through several more days of this uh, when we're ready to go. And again, this is uh, this is part of what undermines public trust is because if they're looking and saying, well, why are they debating this or why are they having this expert come in? Uh, isn't that already in the report? Yes, it's already in the report. And it was in the study and it was in the trials and it was in the test before that. Uh, and so often we end up creating uh, a lot of time and a lot of expense which when we wonder why do things cost so much, uh, often it is what companies have to deal with in terms of regulation uh, that makes that a challenge. And it also stifles innovation, by the way, uh, because startups can't compete with that. Uh, large organizations, of course, can hire armies of, of lawyers and accountants and scientists and, and people to work through those processes. Uh, small businesses, entrepreneurial businesses can't compete in that space. So we're going to continue to watch and monitor that. Of course, uh, we're also keeping uh, one eye on the Senate and the House as they look at uh, funding and support uh, relief package. Uh, I don't think we're any closer really today, and most of the members are going home for the weekend. So uh, not a lot going to be moving there. We also have a government to fund, uh, which I think will end up with one of our lovely continuing resolutions coming at us. And uh, we'll continue to keep our eye on that as well. All right, we'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee will join us talking about how America can restitch the fabric of her frayed community life. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.